Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. For months, a virus that's ravaged our state has been the issue we've been reporting on. But this week, it's fire. The wildfires now burning in Northern California have killed at least five people, scorched a half a million acres, forced tens of thousands of people to flee their homes, and destroyed over 100 homes and other structures. Thousands of more properties are at risk. Many of the fires, touched off by lightning strikes and sustained by high winds and dry conditions, are also nowhere close to being contained. Here's Cal Fire's Sean Cavanaugh, an incident commander, speaking yesterday. I just want to make it very clear and, and make no mistake about it. We have a very large-scale incident here. Normally, we're used to lots of resources, and that's not where we're at today. We have to share the resources. We have to make good operational decisions and priorities. And this morning, firefighters are also warning that people who don't heed evacuation warnings are a menace. Here's CAL FIRE's Mark Brunton. Those that stay, and we had last night three separate rescues that pulled our vital, very few resources away to have to rescue those individuals uh, because they put themselves in peril. They're not trained firefighters, and I know they're trying to do the right thing for their property and their neighbors, but in the long run, it's created a bigger problem for, for the first responders. If you have been evacuated, please evacuate. Do not put yourself in that situation. Do not put our first responders into that situation. That's CAL FIRE's Mark Brunton. And despite such warnings, some people continue to stay put to try to save their properties. Fearing firefighting forces that are stretched thin might not be around to do it. KQED's Raquel Maria Dillon reports from Napa County's Pope Valley. Johnny White's pickup has what looks like a new paint job. It's fluorescent pink, splattered from bumper to bumper with fire retardant. His neighbor, Mark Griffin, recorded the moment it happened on his phone from the next ridge over. That's the DC-10 that painted his truck yesterday. I got it on film. (laughs) Neighbors greeted White like a conquering hero because he spent Wednesday defending his home and his neighbors' homes with equipment and staff from his vineyard management company. This is not our first time, so we had defensible space. Uh, I had equipment, two bulldozers, water trucks, pump in a pool, 1,000 feet of hose. Plus eight employees, including Eddie Rios, who was hosing down some pines in anticipation of the winds picking up in the afternoon. This fire went completely unmanned, unattacked for easy day and a half, not a single engine or plane because there were none. The fires in this area are part of the LNU complex and grew from lightning strikes that smoldered after storms passed. That smoldering didn't turn into flames until a few days after, which is why you just saw these random fires pop up everywhere. And we've never had that before. And you got fires everywhere, which means everything's going to be spread thin. And Johnny White says he and his neighbors know they might be on their own. Because there's no resources on this fire. So 
it'll turn around and come back down or where it's burned we're safe but where it hasn't burned we're not safe staying safe means putting out still smoking hot spots and bulldozing lines around neighbors homes for the california report i'm raquel maria Dillon in pope valley one monster blaze burning is the LNU Lightning Complex fire north of Vacaville. It's burned more than 200,000 acres and destroyed nearly 500 homes and other buildings. And thousands of more structures are threatened. It's there that some ranchers and farmers in Solano County are trying to return to their properties to take stock of the devastation. KQD's Peter Arcuni reports. La Ferme Soleil is a family-run organic farm off Pleasance Valley Road, known for its olive oil and fresh produce. The whole property, it looks like war, a war zone. That's the only way to explain it. That's Tom Walter, the farm's caretaker. I can't put the words together. Um, my heart is hurting. Um, my mind is, uh, is numb. The word he finally settles on is obliteration. Walter lived on site in a 48-foot trailer, but in the early hours of Wednesday morning, as flames approached, he was forced to evacuate. Everything I have was in here. Everything. All that remains of his home is an unrecognizable heap of blackened, twisted metal. This was my bedroom. The middle of the, the trailer was the, um, the kitchen, the, the slide-out where the, the rubbish, the metal is. That was my uh, couch. The fire also destroyed the main ranch house and left the pool covered in black soot. But the guest house was spared, so Walter still has a place to live. And there's something else to be thankful for, he says. The olive orchard was left untouched by the fire. For the California Report, I'm Peter Arcuni. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Another group affected by the twin threats of fires and the coronavirus are farm laborers, many of whom continue to work in the fields in very hot and very smoky conditions. The California Report's Nina Sparling reports. 
The river fire outside Salinas, California, is just miles away from fields where many farm workers continue to work, harvesting fruits and vegetables. The sun casts a pinkish-orange glow through the smog. The conditions were very, very bad. That's Laura Barajas, the regional director of the United Farm Workers Union in this part of California. The smog is very, it is very heavy. When you're breathing, it's pretty tough. The pandemic, extreme heat, lightning strikes, and now smoke from multiple large fires have underscored for many just how essential and how vulnerable farm workers are. No matter what the conditions are, we have fires, we have smog, we have ice, we have snow, we have coronavirus. We have farm workers harvesting the food for all of us to eat. This season has been exceptionally difficult for farmers, too, who lost customers in many restaurants and institutional buyers like schools. And their crops on the vine and in the ground can't wait. They need to get picked before they spoil. Some are adjusting harvesting patterns towards less smoky fields or slowing down work. Air quality in the Salinas Valley, though, is expected to remain poor until the fires subside. For The California Report, I'm Nina Sparling. Assisted living and nursing home managers are making plans for people under their care to escape the wildfires. But that effort is complicated by the threat of the coronavirus. KQED's Molly Peterson reports. The Department of Social Services and the Department of Public Health say care homes should organize people to keep those known to have COVID-19 separate from people who don't, including while transporting them to safety. And everyone should have protective gear. Regulators also suggest testing residents before evacuation. Where are they going to get tested? There's a logjam right now. Nicole Howell is the ombudsman for Solano, Contra Costa, and Alameda counties. I feel like that's not actually helpful guidance unless they're going to give them a way to do that and a a mechanism to carry that out. Howell points out these are recommendations, not rules. They're taken less seriously. And she says wildfire events during the pandemic were predictable and are likely to keep coming. For The California Report, I'm Molly Peterson. First a pandemic, then a heat wave, now smoke and fire. All of those things together is a perfect storm to overload hospitals. Doctors throughout California are bracing for a surge in patients struggling to breathe. KQD science reporter Leslie McClurg explains why it's important to stay inside. For months, doctors have urged us to stay outside for any kind of socializing. But wildfire smoke is forcing a new kind of lockdown on much of the state. John Balms is an air pollution and lung expert at UCSF. Stay home with windows closed, with the ventilation system turned to recirculate. And he stresses that we're supposed to stay inside with family members only to help prevent more COVID cases. Smoke can irritate the lungs and make you more vulnerable to infections like COVID-19 or the flu. That's why Baum's final piece of advice is to get a flu shot. The last thing hospitals need is more patients. For the California Report, I'm Leslie McClurg. Because of the pandemic, Californians have gotten really used to wearing masks, which also come in handy to deal with all the smoke in the air because of the fires. But what kind of mask is best to wear? Well, KQED reporter Laura Clivens knows. First off, doctors say shelter in place if your outside air quality is bad. If you have to go out for a few minutes, they say your standard cloth mask is okay. But if you have to be outside for a while and there's smoke, here's a mask hierarchy. First, N95s, the kind without a little plastic exhalation valve. You shouldn't be buying these right now, but wear them if you have them. Next best thing, N95s with an exhalation valve. 
These protect from smoke, but don't protect others around you from COVID. Your breath comes right out of that plastic valve. UCSF pulmonologist John Balms has a workaround. I put a piece of masking tape over the valve. The good thing about this kind of N95 is that medical professionals aren't using them. Next best thing is a surgical mask. It's about uh, a third of as good on average as an N95. Cloth masks come last, but Dr. Balm says wear them anyway. At least they help reduce one risk, the coronavirus. For the California Report, I'm Laura Clivens. And that is the California Report for Friday, August 21st, a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer and Katie McMurrin. Our producers are Mary Franklin Harvin, Alice Wolfley, and Holly J. McDeed. Our editors, Angela Corral. Our managing editors, Vinnie Tong. Our executive editors, Ethan Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. It's been a heartbreaking week for many in our state. So be kind to each other and stay safe. Support for the California Report comes from Earth Justice, a national nonprofit law organization fighting for the right to a healthy environment. Earth Justice, because the Earth needs a good lawyer. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.